Hello, everyone, and welcome to Drive Time Marketing, tips, tricks, and tools to bring your marketing to new and great destinations. I'm Julia Carcamo, and joining me today is someone who comes to marketing through a very interesting path. I'm going to let you introduce yourself and tell us something about who you are and what you do. My name is Mallory Whitfield. And I, online, I go as Miss Malaprop. I've started my website, missmalaprop.com, in 2006. And when I started it, it was a blog. My goal at the time was to eventually open up a brick and mortar store for handmade products and eco friendly products. And along the way, I taught myself a whole lot of things about online marketing, search engine optimization, social media. I had an e commerce shop for a while. And then after many years of doing that, I realized that I didn't want to have any sort of retail store anymore. Um, but I realized that I really enjoyed marketing and enjoyed all of the digital aspects of that. And so I transitioned into doing that full time. So now I work by day at FSC Interactive, which is a digital marketing agency here in New Orleans. And then on the side, as Miss Malaprop, I still teach um, and help empower mostly artists and creative entrepreneurs to help them understand the technical sides of marketing and social media and search engine optimization. I think that's really interesting because it, it what you do on the side of sort of what you do in your full-time job too. So it must be an interesting balancing act for you. It actually works out really well. Um, so when I started at FSC Interactive, that was almost three years ago. And at the time, we were working more with smaller businesses. And we used to have a program called Empowerment, where we would train the small businesses how to do some of these things themselves. So that was where I realized that I was really good at teaching the simpler language, making it easier to understand. But over time at FSC, we transitioned that part of what we do out. Um, now we're kind of focusing more on bigger companies, um, you know, bigger national brands and things. So we're not really servicing small businesses specifically, but I really enjoy working with micro entrepreneurs and artists and creatives and the people who would never be our clients at my day job. Those are the people that I want to help outside of my day job. So it's, it's helpful to still be in the loop and know what's happening and changing in technology and be able to translate that to other people. Yeah, you really seem to have a soft spot for helping small business owners succeed. Um, but yet, you know, you read a lot of business stories and the, the story of the small business owner isn't always all, you know, yellow brick road and roses, you know, according to the small business administration, you know, they said something like close to, you know, two thirds of them will survive the first year. Um, but that means that a third of them are failing within those first two years. And then the SBA tells you that 50% of businesses fail during the first year of business. So is it possible to be successful? And, and what do you think it takes? I mean, what are you teaching people that it, it takes? I, to me, the most important thing is to recognize your own strengths and also to be in it for the long haul. I think a lot of businesses fail because people expect instant success without a lot of work and they give up too soon. Like I said, I started my current brand 10 years ago, but I was doing a different brand, kind of the same thing two years before that. So I've been doing this 12 years. And part of, you know, there's people that find me that have never heard of me before, even though I've been around and doing things all this time. But a lot of it's just like sticking with it. And also 
working at the pace that is right for you and your business. Like not every business needs to be this multi-million dollar company. I was actually at a happy hour last night and there was a couple of girls, they have a business here in New Orleans that specializes in working with the, the carnival cruise during Mardi Gras. And the way their business is structured, they don't really need to do advertising and marketing because they have a very specific niche. Right. They have enough business. They don't really want to expand their business. And that's totally fine. Like it's totally okay to focus on your strengths and decide this is what I want my business to be. And if that's to grow really big, then you have to be willing to stick in it for the long haul and invest in yourself, both in terms of your time, your education, as well as financial investments. But I think a lot of people just, they give up too soon. They don't persevere long enough. You know, it's interesting you say that just as a, as a personal note, I, um, I work with somebody to, to, to do some AdWords work for me. And, um, you know, they, I specialize in marketing, but really in the casino industry on the B2B side, it's a very small group of people. It's not a huge one. And, and, and I had the, the, the difficult conversation with him because he was very enthusiastic, but he really saw me, you know, going in there against more full service, large agencies. And I, and I, and I had to say, that's not me. I can't, I can't do that. And that's just yeah. not where I'm going to be able to make a difference. That's where I'm going to be a really little fish in a big sea. And I was yeah, but because you're more specialized, you're going to know things that an agency that works with all different industries is not going to know. Yeah. So, and part of part of my process has been learning a lot of the you know the DIY SEO, so to speak. Um, you know, and it, and 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 e-commerce. I've worked with some smaller vendors who are starting their own little e-commerce um, possible, you know, business. They, they, they've got a product, they're selling it um, to retailers and they have an opportunity to sell online, but learning how to do that is, isn't very easy. I mean, it's a, it's a difficult thing. You can have a great product that everybody will find and all of a sudden, you know, it's on Oprah's favorite things and sure, you're going to get a lot of sales. But if, you, if you're just a small entrepreneur like you speak to, I mean, what's the first step you tell, tell these small business owners? So you, you speak to DIY SEO. So I have a new online workshop and in that I kind of break it down to some of the nuts and bolts of how you optimize for search engines, like on the page, basically like speaking about your products in the language that your customers would use to search for them. Mm. So much of it is about just getting inside of the head of your customers and figuring out the language that they use and mimicking that language throughout your website, whether the technical aspects like the page title or just in the description of the product itself. Um, so that's stuff that's really, it's just about language, really. It's just about, you know, communicating with your customers in the way that they expect to be communicated to. So that's not super technical. It's, you know, it's, time consuming, certainly, and it's a constant process. You have to keep tweaking and updating it because the way that we talk about things changes all the time. Technology changes, the world changes. We have to stay up to date. But that stuff, I think, can be grasped by anyone that wants to do it. There's certainly more technical aspects that get trickier. Um, that For me, when I was doing my e-commerce shop, it was a lot trickier. That was maybe 2010. It's crazy how much has changed in the last six years. Right. There's so many more platforms that kind of have everything packaged and more easy to do than it was ten, five, 10 years ago. Um, when I was doing my own e-commerce shop, 
I had web developers set it up for me. It was a self-hosted platform. So in theory, I should have been updating the software myself. I had to worry about PCI compliance, which is making sure that your credit card information is passing safely. There's all these features that I had to learn about. But luckily, there's Platforms like Shopify is a really great one that's a very robust e-commerce platform where you pay them a monthly fee, but they're taking care of the software updates. They're taking care of that PCI compliance and making sure all the web security is safe. And there's lots of other features. So really for anybody today that is, especially a small business that's not some huge retail store and they want to get started with e-commerce, I definitely recommend finding one of those hosted platforms, whether it's Shopify or their smaller ones, Big Cartel, Squarespace, something where you can focus on selling the products and writing those product descriptions and doing the marketing and not have to worry about all of the technical aspects. Because unless you have a web developer who's super savvy, like you just don't want to do that as a small business owner. Right. What do you, so your lessons are more about the small business owner gaining enough skills so that they can, they can remain relevant online, but the vast majority of their effort is about their products and their, and how they're selling them and not the technical pieces of it. Yeah. I mean, tech not like use technology where it's available to simplify the process, right? And I also think that it's really important for any small business owner to be at least somewhat digitally literate so that they understand the nuts and bolts so that they don't get screwed over by some agency who says that they know how to do a thing and they really are not the best fit for that company. It's the same thing as if you're doing your basic bookkeeping. Being, even if you're handing off your bookkeeping and your accounting to an accountant, a CPA, you still need to understand the basics of where your money's going and how it's coming in. It's the same thing with digital. If you don't understand even the basics of social media, of SEO, you can't even hire someone effectively to take care of that stuff for you. You're just going to have somebody tell you that they know what they're doing. Meanwhile, there's a lot of people out there who say that they know SEO and it's really it's black hat SEO. It's really not the thing that Google wants you to do. Um, so unless you know those basics, it's hard for you to even delegate properly. So you, you mentioned the term digital literacy. And I was going to ask, um, what's the one thing you find um, uh, many small business owners, what's the mistake that they make when it comes to digital literacy? So the thing that I found frustrating from my personal experience and the thing that I see a lot of people just kind of not even try is like basic cybersecurity, especially if you're doing any sort of e-commerce and taking payment online, that needs to be utmost importance because Google cares. Um, every you know person you're interacting with cares that you're keeping you know proper care of their credit card information. You're taking care of their personal information, and I've seen um, you know working with small business owners where they'll give us our their passwords to log into their website, and it's very obvious that they're using the same password on every single one of their websites and their personal information and everything else. They're not using any sort of password manager. Like I love LastPass is a really great tool um, that will make it so much easier to generate secure passwords and it works as a browser extension. So you don't have to memorize all of these crazy passwords. You don't have to use dog123 as your password on every single website and make it really risky. In this day and age, everybody should know the, at least the basics of cybersecurity. Like that is an important skill for everyone to have now. So I'm definitely going to include a link to LastPass um, in the show notes. Yeah. 
that just seems like a very easy thing that you should just sort of use. Yeah. It's, it will save you so much time too. Like I would lose my mind if I didn't have that tool. I don't even know what I would do with my life. (laughs) (laughs) So I went to your website after, you know, um, what our listeners don't know is I read a small article about you and I thought you were very interesting. So I reached out to you to see if you'd be interested in being on the podcast. Um, One of the things I did was I looked at your website and it's got a mantra on there that I just love. And it says, inspiring badass creatives to dream and do bigger. How'd you get to that? Um, So the badass creatives thing kind of came about, I was at a conference in March of 2015. It was called Texas Style Council. That was actually the last one that they did, but it was basically like a mostly fashion bloggers and kind of lifestyle creative entrepreneurs and I was just kind of in that space and thinking about what what my next step was, what I wanted to do, and kind of reimagining, you know, I'd done I'd done the e-commerce thing, I'd done the retail thing, and I didn't want to do that anymore. So it's kind of at this transitional point. And I really was just thinking about who my ideal customers were and who these people are that I want to work with and I want to help and I want to teach. And I think badass creatives is very much indicative of that because they're artists, they're creative people, they're multi-passionate people who want to do a lot of different things, but they're also kind of badass. They want to change the world. They believe that art can have an impact in the world and that through creativity, we can have a message that's bigger than us. That's what it really is all about to me. Well, I think that's awesome. And, and you you came from a very creative background because I think you started out in theater. I mean, doing such highbrow things as Shakespeare, but I think that you also do a little part-time drag. Yeah. So I, I started doing theater when I was probably like in middle school and I did theater all through high school and in college. Um, I did three uh, summers interning at the Shakespeare Festival at Tulane here in New Orleans. And then I did theater through college and kind of got away from it. I actually graduated two production credits short of a theater minor because basically college and doing it in a school setting killed my love of theater at all. Um, so then it was probably like eight to 10 years, eight to 10 years, maybe more. Um, but I've always loved drag and the art of drag queens and all of that ever since I was basically old enough to even know that it existed. And this artist, this based here in New Orleans, Vincentos, I'm obsessed with everything he does. He's a multimedia mix. He does mixed media art. He does these awesome art dolls in addition to doing drag performance art, which he's done for years. And I heard about, he does this thing called the New Orleans Drag Workshop, where it's it's open for everybody, men, women, whether you want to do drag king, which is a female, um, you know, performing as the male, whether you want to do faux queen, which is what it's often called, which is where you're biologically cis gendered female, but you want to perform as a drag queen, all of the different variations. So I did that. I was in the second round of that workshop in 2014. And that kind of reignited my love of performing and being on stage. So I've done some of that. I do it kind of irregularly. I don't perform very often. But between being on stage in that realm and then through my day job teaching other entrepreneurs, I kind of realized I really missed being on stage and sharing with people and, you know, expressing things to an audience that kind of help empower them, entertain them, inspire them. So that's where I kind of am now. I've gotten back into speaking and teaching more and performing in all of the different aspects. I think you have such an amazing background and I love the way, I mean, I can just see 
the the way it went from the creativity of acting in theater to you know creating your own crafts and and becoming a business person and learning how to market that and now you're bringing all that back to the small business owner. I think that's incredibly amazing. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I mean that's that's what the whole badass creatives thing is really about. Like I'm kind of working on my next book and that's part of the message that I really want to portray. Like I've I've met especially here in New Orleans so many artists who do multiple different things like Vincentos, my drag mother, who's a visual artist in addition to being a performance artist or people who are musicians and singers, but also have fitness related businesses that it's, you know, they're exercising and it's fun. And I think it's totally okay to just have all of these different things that you cobble together as a business, as a career, as a life. It doesn't have to be, I am only an entrepreneur and I do this one thing. Like if you are, that's totally fine. If you're that one person who has just that that one thing, sometimes I envy you. I wish I could be that person who has just one clear thing, but I think it's okay to be like me or be like these people who have lots of different things they want to do. Life's really short. So just do all of the things. Well, I definitely agree. Some people find their path very directly and very straightforwardly. And some people went up going on an adventure to find what their life is supposed to be about. Right. 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 Exactly. So we are um, getting close to the end of our time. And I did want to ask you something. We asked all of our um, guests to give us one tip, trick or tool that marketers can start using today? So my main tip is just really think about your audience first and foremost. Um, You know, the more that you have that person in your head or even like a vision board of who that person is, Mm -hmm. where they shop, what they do, what music they listen to, the more you understand that, the more you can just hone in on what matters, especially when it comes to marketing. Like people they get so bogged down with all of the new social media channels and all the new tools and they think that they need to jump on everything, but it only matters if your audience is there. It only matters if your target customer is there. If your target customer is not on Instagram, then don't do Instagram. But if your target customer is all about Pinterest, then you probably need to be on Pinterest. So that's my main thing is just think about them, match their language when you, you know, talk, talk about things on your website and your emails. And I think think about who you're selling to. There's been a lot of talk the last couple of years about brand personas. And there's a a lot of information about out there in how to develop the personas. And I think they can be quite daunting if you look at it. And I think you you make it very simple, right? Just know who your audience is. Make a, a board. Where does that person shop? What does that person like? What do they do on the weekends? What do they do? You know, what's challenging them? What solutions are they looking for? I think that building that brand persona, your target audience is, is, it can be easy. It doesn't have to be as difficult, but it's so important to get done. Yeah. When I think if you've been in business a little bit of time, you probably have that one person who's that like VIP customer, right? Mm -hmm. Who's the embodiment of everything that you want your ideal customer to be. So then it becomes really easy. You can literally ask them, you can take them out for coffee or dinner and kind of get inside their head even more and see what they would want. And you can keep that, you know, that person's face in your mind when you're writing your email newsletter or whatever it is. Yeah. Mallory, thank you so much for taking the time this afternoon. Um, I know we're kicking off the holidays and that's, that's a lot of fun. So I appreciate you taking the time. Um, And thank you everybody for listening. We'll have links to Mallory and her website and also a link to uh, LastPass. On our, in our show notes at www.jcarcamoassociates.com 
slash drive time dash marketing. Thanks, everybody.